Hi, man. Can you hear me better now? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. So much better. Okay. Sounds good. Perfect. Let me start. Um, okay. Hello, guys. This is uh, Dr. Pal Nepermanikam. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Dr. Pal on uh, Omicron variant. So uh, in this episode, we are actually have a special guest, my friend, Dr. Parimal Barucha, who is a critical care ICU doctor here in California. And I wanted to ask uh, off the cuff and not politically correct answers uh, <laughs> to him. Um, and he is known for it. And that is why I am inviting him on the podcast and not on the YouTube live. Um, so welcome aboard, Dr. Barucha. Thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good. You know, so, uh, you know, my audience is actually, you know, when you look at the YouTube demographics, um, 75% are from India and 25% are here in United States. Um, so, you know, Omicron has not hit India that bad as of now, but, you know, we are hearing so many Omicron cases here in the United States. Um, so why don't we start with, um, uh, you know, tell us more about how did this uh, Omicron name came across? Oh, lovely. So again, it's it's not Omicron, it's Omicron. Omicron. Uh, Omicron. You know how um, we say, oh my God, some people uh, would take an offense and instead they would say, oh my gosh. Right. And right. so the scientist said, oh Omicron. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. So WHO in, in May 2021, probably, like this year, um, came across some issues whereby naming the virus from where they were first isolated could be seen derogatory for the people coming from that place. For example, the Delta variant came from India. Now, if we would call it as an Indian virus, oh my God, that would be so much derogatory, right? Because mm-hmm. we did not invent it. Probably it was found in India, does not mean it was born in India. Mm-hmm. So therefore they decided that instead we should go to go to Greek alphabets because as such very few people know Greek and everybody's, you know, when we speak something that the other person does not understand, then we say, hey, that's Greek and Latin to me. So therefore, they decided for Greek. And Om- Omicron happens to be the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. Mm. That gives an idea that probably there were other 14 variants of concerns mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. this virus, mm-hmm. namely the alpha, beta, gamma, epsilon, eta, iota, kappa, zeta, lambda, mu. And they skipped two. <laughs> which is new, N-U, because it sounds very much like new. And so then there will be a lot of confusion, as well as X-I-Z, because that's the name of the Chinese president. So to avoid <laughs> causing any offense to any cultural, social, national, professional, or ethnic groups, WHO in, in May started naming the variants according to the Greek alphabets. And so we are at alphabet number 15. I would lie if I know how many total alphabets are there in Greek language. No, that's good. We don't even have to know and we don't want to. <laughs> so, I'm hoping so that we don't have to name any more new variants. <laughs> that's how it came up too. But then the then the uh, if you want the genomic name of it, it is B.1.1.529, which sounds like an IP address. But yes, it's B.1.1.529. Oh, good. The IP address, there is, but there is no internet security. It is spreading everywhere. That's, yes, exactly. 
it is okay so so the most important thing is um why is uh, east coast here in united states like new york new jersey icu beds are full and uh, you know california as far as i know we are doing okay um yes. why so, is this vast difference so you are you are correct california is so far doing okay um and i think the east coast poor our colleagues like the previous waves they get affected first um few reasons because probably it is very cold over there right now it's mm. most, most of the people will be indoors and new york and new jersey being expensive places probably most of the patients and the population that we have they 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 live in closed quarters or or smaller rooms shared by multiple people mm. uh, omicron happens to be very infectious the r not which is r o um it g- gives you a number a number that if there is one infected person how many other people that can, can infect that person infected mm. so the original covid virus which was SARS-CoV-2 that that was in December 2019 um the R0 was two and a half to three, which means one patient can infect three people mm-hmm. the delta variant the R0 was five to six mm-hmm. and the omicron it is up to 10 very mm. similar actually going back in the history to something like chickenpox chickenpox are not was about 10 so mm. um so that's number one that the r not is very high and why is the r not very high the r not is very high because this variant is better in infecting our bigger airways rather than the deeper tissues of the lungs which mm. means that your your nose nasal passages your oropharynx and your trachea it it stays more over there and so when you talk cough sneeze you spill it out much more and, mm-hmm. and it is not affecting the main parts of the lungs or the delicate part of the lungs as much and and so but, coming, but but the delta was the other way around the delta was other way around correct way around. Mm-hmm. delta was affecting the lung tissue per se quite a lot right so, if it is, if we compartment i think omicron is taking the upper berth well omicron is the is the the economy <laughs> delta is business class yes delta <laughs> delta is different so yeah this is economic class so it's good and bad good in the sense um that because it is not affecting the deeper tissues of the lungs we hope we pray we wish that that it will not cause as much havoc to the lungs right. as was caused by the delta uh, the bad is that because the r not is very high that lot of people are going to spread. get infected right the right, problem right. with that is that when you have a mass casualty like when you have so many people show up seeking for medical care of course no matter how rich a country is whether that be uk or united states or india there will be a breakdown in the healthcare system and that is what we would want to prevent that that not so many people show up um seeking right, help right, at one right, time right but you know like two weeks ago when uh, two to three weeks ago when this omicron variant was identified in south africa the initial reports were you know what it is very mild to moderate uh, there is no significant hospitalization and death rates um so people who are vaccinated um, i think uh, it will pass off as a, like a regular cold infection 
um problem here in united states is that you know like 30 to 40% of people are still not vaccinated so most of my listeners are you know majority of them are vaccinated waiting to get the booster dose even if there are like two booster dose every other day they will go and get it <laughs> <laughs> right so you know that yes. is what we want uh, uh, to focus upon and i want to know like for example me who was uh, had a booster dose with three booster dose of pfizer after first dose of pfizer um if i get omicron um what is the probability that i will be hospitalized or might have any adverse out- outcome so if you are a healthy individual mm-hmm. who have completed the current series which is three doses mm-hmm. then your chances of ending up in the hospital or ending up in the icu are very minimal i would say mm. about less than 10% mm. and um so but, you but are... let, let, let me ask you that so so 10% is like out of 100 people you know that 10 people can get hospitalized yeah they can see... get hospitalized are but then coming that? we are not seeing it so far mm. in california Mm. but you know in in your colleagues in new york and new jersey they are seeing they are seeing uh, breakthrough infections mm. correct they are seeing mm. breakthrough infections uh including midwest and mm. midwest has already called out for help from the general public to help the hospitals because they are extremely overwhelmed what kind of help what i didn't know about this oh they help in the sense that they have to the community has to stand up and and do their part which would be um you know the same old rule of masking six feet distancing as mm-hmm. as anybody is from the medical profession then they are more than welcome to come help and assist all these patients mm. so when 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 a vaccinated patient gets hospitalized most of the time they would require some oxygen supplementation and uh, yes. maybe some supportive care correct it will be mainly supportive care that cannot be provided at home at the um. Mm-hmm. um so yes mm-hmm. so most of the cases are milder mm-hmm. uh, but again if you have underlying comorbid conditions and mm-hmm. most of the time we do not think that obesity is an underlying comorbid condition but mm-hmm. if you have that then you are at more risk of becoming sick mm-hmm. California so, is lucky right now it's because the east coast is affected so probably in the next two weeks also with all the mingling and shuffling mm. because of the holidays probably we are keeping our fingers crossed for right. the upcoming week of january 1st to see how this will pan out right right so the biggest question among the vaccinated people is that you know, we don't want to be hospitalized <laughs> obviously yes. um so if that is the case everybody has been asking me repeatedly whether you know it is okay to travel you know we are all vaccinated um we have booked a ticket to disneyland one of my friend <laughs> called me this morning um so if it was your uh, family members or if it was your patient what will you tell that per- tell that person okay so if they have taken the booster mm-hmm. the booster increases your immunity right away mm-hmm. and your chances of 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 you know just having mild symptoms would be about more than 80% which means that booster will protect you significantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but if your booster has been about say 2 3 months ago mm. 
then your immunity or the protection drops down by about 15 to 25 percent. Mm. Um, so you just have to take that into account. And again, common sense would be that try and do the hand hygiene and wear a mask. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, you know, in this, uh, my, my thought on this is Disneyland is a place that you cannot control. Yes. Um, Disneyland is a place where there will be lots of people and, you know, based on the demographics and the percentage that we have in the United States, we know that 30 to 40 percent of people are still not vaccinated. Correct. So the risk of transmission in an open setting like that is, is significantly high. And even though yes. the, there's a, there's a 90% chance that even if this person gets contracted with Omicron, uh, the likelihood of symptom is very mild. And as you suggested, 10% of patients can still be hospitalized. Correct. Um, so I think it is based on the location as well. So let's say that you have a Christmas to your family member's house or your friend's house where everybody is vaccinated, then the risk is relatively low. Yeah, and so when we say vaccinated, I would want to stress the booster. Mm, mm, mm. Booster, right, booster. Mm, Because mm. you have to realize that the new variant, the Omicron, Omicron, um, so you know the vaccine. The vaccine are against the spike proteins. Mm -hmm. This virus has multiple mutations in that particular spike protein Mm. location. That's the reason why people across the world are scared that this virus can and will evade the immunity, whether that be from the vaccine and Mm. or from the natural infection. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, But there is still some protection. And so if you get the booster, then it will just boost up your your immunity, at least for the for the near future, at least for the next two, three months. Mm. So you're saying that boost is the secret of our energy now? So, yes, booster. It's just like <laughs> in India, when I grew up, there was boost. You know, the, 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 <laughs> right. Boost is the secret of our energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, so the, okay, so a few other uh, uh, controversial questions because we don't have any specific answer. Um Again, as I said, because my audience is 75% are from India, yes. uh, right now, Omicron cases are not there that much. And uh, I have a feeling whether we are taking this lightly and uh, people are not talking about booster doses because the government is focusing on the second dose because only like 35 to 37% are like fully vaccinated with either Covaxin or Covishield. So, so, so my, my point is Covishield is nothing but AstraZeneca. Right. And AstraZeneca in UK, they have shown that the antibodies are weaning off. And in UK, they are boosting up with another dose of AstraZeneca. Um, and we are seeing these open cases in UK because of this uh, Omicron. And as you pointed out, mainly because of the colder weather and the closer congregations. Um, I, I have a feeling that we are not seeing that in India as of now. Either we got infected already, we have so many antibodies. Or maybe it is just a waiting game. Maybe in January or February, we might see a wave of Omicron, given that the dose of uh, uh, immunity of Covishield after two doses might wean off. So your thoughts? My thoughts are, so um, with regarding, I guess your, your question was, should the government 
work hard or promote boosted dose mm -hmm. for people who already had two doses or that they should focus more on people getting the second dose. Mm -hmm. Either way, the take-home message is that you have to get vaccinated. Now, mm -hmm. the virus will circulate in the community. So what that means is that if I have had three vaccines or four vaccines, but if everybody else around me has not had even one or two doses, the virus will circulate, the virus will stay, the virus will mutate. And so what will happen would be that then I will keep on getting more and more and more boosters because other people around me are not doing their part. You mm. see what I'm saying? So, mm. so it has to be a community approach. And so if there are people who have not received first or the second dose, then the priority becomes to vaccinate them as quickly as possible. Once everybody has had about two doses, not everybody, but majority has had two doses, then you can start giving the boosters. Um, but that, So that will be my take that protect as many people as possible. Now, if the community doesn't want to get vaccinated at all, then yes, if you have extra vaccine and if you can get a hold of it, then go and get the third dose. But again, in India, it's, I think, more organized in terms of how the PAN card or the other card are connected. So I do not know how that will work out. No, right. Absolutely. I think I think that is, in my in my uh, thought process, I think it is a critical problem. Um, um, they are doing an excellent job by doing this door-to-door -door vaccination. You know, my friend is a district uh, IAS collector uh, in one of the districts in Tamil Nadu. And he uh, told me that uh, I mean, they're going door-to-door, -door, they're vaccinating um, amazing efforts. No question. But I don't think this is enough. That um, is, yes. Plus, again, you know, there are multiple schools of thoughts. Um, and there are some schools of thoughts, mainly from the epidemiologist or the genetologist, would be that, um, that the natural immunity from the previous or the recent infection, um, as well as the fact that, yes, booster will increase the amount of antibody. The question is, and we do not know the answer is, is it the amount of the antibody that you have is important or is it the quality or the type of antibody that you have is important? Mm. Um, so that's the question. And so, yes, you can get a booster. The booster is still going to be against the same spike protein that has been circulating. The, the, the booster that is available right now does not have the capacity to, to respond to the mutated spike protein. You see what I'm saying? So yes, it will boost up your overall immunity by getting a booster, but is it specific? So nobody knows the question to that as to how much of antibody will protect you. Like for example, in terms of percentage that, okay, I have 100% of antibody versus you have 50% of the antibody, but my 100% of the antibody is against the older spike protein and your 50% of the antibody is against the new, new variant. So who is more superhero and who has more power to protect? So I think that's where some of the, the literature is conflicting. Um, no, also, but at, at least, but at least we know that you know Pfizer booster doses are 
uh, able to fight against these omicron variants yes and it also it gives you it boosts up the overall and so even though you can get the evasion or the virus can still infect you because you would have still antibody against the majority of the particles that if you are co-infected with other other you know variants that you will still be protected yes right and also the same reports of covid shield astrazeneca in uk and they are saying that the booster dose does protect against uh, omicron as well by increasing the number of antibodies uh, yeah the, and so that is like a like a a dead virus right that mm-hmm. is injected and so so with the with the mrna vaccine only the mrna which is made in the lab is injected and so you you make very specific bo- antibody to that specific protein versus if i inject the whole freaking live or dead virus in you then probably your body would make multiple different types of antibodies and so technically uh, you have much more uh and different types of antibodies as well as that your memory cells would see and recognize different parts of this virus and so now you get infected with omicron virus but then some parts of omicron virus were already in your body to begin with right because it's only a small small mutation that has mutated the virus but if the virus is made up of say for example 100 cells and if five cells are mutated you still have your body has still seen the 95 other cells and so you still have your your memory cells and your t cells will start fighting it off and right. so so probably that's where some of the conflict comes that that we have already given two doses right. or we already mm-hmm. have given you the vaccine and it will keep on mutating no matter what every year or every few months um you know so your body should have enough memory to make more antibodies as soon as it as soon as the virus hits your body right right i can tell you that you know um you know i was trying to get a booster dose uh, for my uh, parents but they, we were not able to get it because uh, the aadhar card is linked uh, to the uh, two doses that they got of covid shield before mm-hmm. um but and also i know people who have all gotten covid shield uh, as a booster dose um unofficially as well yeah sure <laughs> unofficially as well right right so um i think there is no right or wrong answer but i think uh, bottom line that what we could uh, infer from the situation is that um, i think it is better to enforce all the precautions that we had before at least for the next two months yes until we figure this out um i think the fear of omicron or covid has completely gone almost in many parts of the country in india Uh, yes um and and i think that 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 is because i i would bet that most of the indians have been exposed exposed right right and mm-hmm. so they have developed some sort of immunity right. again the amount of immunity will wear off right. but if they keep on getting infected recurrently then i guess that the antibody levels will stay high right um and and like for example when the delta hit the, hit india it came as a surprise and with a huge wave and lot of casualties because of the mass infection at one time and if that happens again with this virus um i don't think that most of them might you know i don't think that there will be a lot of mortality yes yeah no absolutely there will be no Correct. but there will be morbidity right. in terms of 
you know, that they might need oxygen. And then again, they have to scramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think, and I'm keeping the fingers crossed that, you know, that hopefully it is not as bad as the previous ones. No, it will not be. It will not be because as you said, the memory T cells will definitely play a role. I'm just worried about the 60 plus patients and also the immunocompromised patients where they have a, a lower threshold to get infected and get hospitalized. Yes. Um, so maybe I think a better conclusion would be that this kind of population definitely have to be uh, very cautious in the next two months until the end of February until to figure out uh, what's going on. Maybe that might be a better uh, uh, Yes. Interest. Yes. And okay. then, you know, the only other thing is that um, the treatments that are out there, which is steroid and remdesivir might still be okay. Right. But the monoclonal antibodies are not going to work. Right, right. This virus, this new variant is, has, the the mutation is in such a place that, that Regeneron and what, and what monoclonal antibodies we have right now, it is not absolutely going to work. And actually, the CDC have already said that, that we have to scratch those monoclonal antibodies off. And the only monoclonal antibody that's going to work so far is the Sotrovimab and, and it is it is not in mass manufacturing right now and right. so it's it's going right. to be that that brings to the next question like you know what do you think about that new tablet by Pfizer that got approved oh Paxlovid Paxlovid so Paxlovid is SARS-CoV-2 slash 3CL it is a protease inhibitor in simple English um, it prevents the virus from replicating Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the thing to remember with it is that you have to get it within three to five days of the symptom onset. So it is going to be a little bit difficult because number one, everybody will have, you know, we all have cough, cold and sneeze. How often are you going to test yourself? For the COVID. So the requirements are that you have to be COVID positive and you have to have this medication within three to five days. And if you have it, um, the, the, the dose will be three pills twice a day for five days. And so your chance of ending up in the hospital or in the ICU or dying are decreased by 88 to 89 percent, whether right. you are vaccinated or not vaccinated. Right. But that I, does not mean that you should not be vaccinated and take your chance because this medicine is not going to be available freely for the at least next three, four months. Right. My only problem with this is, you know, the Merck tablet that was Molnupiravir. Molnupiravir, yes. Right. That was ordered, that was approved uh, two, three months ago. Initial study yes. showed that it was 90% uh, uh, protection. Then turned out to be it's only 30%. Yes, it is only 30% against hospitalization and death, correct? Right, right. I'm just hoping that this doesn't turn around. Well, the thing is that we have to realize that when these studies are done, they are done in very, um, uh, what is it called? In in strict precautions or guidelines, for example, they would specifically say that the patients got, you know, they have easy, the, the study population has easy access to the testing and has easy access to these medications. But in general public, you know, we all wait that, oh, this is allergy, this is cough, or maybe the kid brought something from home. We wait for three, four days before we seek help. And even if you seek help, 
how easy it is to get hold of molnupiravir. So of course, your your outcome in the general public will be way different than in the research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So all these tablets, you know, though promising, I don't think it is practically helpful at this time given the limited no, availability. Correct. At least for mm. the next three months, we will have three to months. be very careful. Right. Once the production pumps up, then probably we will have easy access to these medications. And by then, probably we would have had more antibodies developed and probably more mutations happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it is very simple. It is like uh, oseltamavir, like Tamiflu. Tamiflu does not always work. If you take it within the first one or two days, then yes, your symptoms get better in or your number of days you are sick will go down by one or two. But if you wait for four or five days and then take Tamiflu, it is, it is just throwing away your money in the gutter. Got it. So, right. so, so right. exactly it's the same thing. And people might not know that Paxlovid is a combination, combination of Nirmala Devi, no, combination of <laughs> mm-hmm. Nirmatralavir along with Ritonavir. Ritonavir is a very known drug for HIV. Mm. And so again, once this drug becomes easily available, does not mean that we eat it like, uh, like, uh, like candy, because then we will develop a lot of resistance to Ritonavir and God forbidden, then if you end up getting HIV, that will be a problem. So, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the take home message is that, yes, we have this tool which will be available, which is not easily available right now. Probably it is promising in the studies. I do not know how it will look out in the real world, depending upon because the criteria is within three to five days of the symptom onset does not necessarily mean the day of the testing. From the symptom onset. So if your symptom onset were seven days ago and then you go and get your tested for COVID, already you have gone far, seven days. And so if you take this medicine at day number seven on the day when you are tested positive, forget it. Don't even bother. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. All these are helpful, but nothing practically convenient at this time. Yes. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Hopefully we, we don't get... Um... Um, completely occupied with all the ICU-occupied patients pretty soon in California as well. Um, and if that happens, then you'll come to work. <laughs> <laughs> I am working, but not in ICU. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put, I'll, I'll load your uh, EGD scope with the endotracheal tube and all that you do is that you go in the wrong organ. Don't go in your organ and then and then slide the ET tube with your endoscope. Yes, I, I'm hoping that that situation doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you. you so much for educating uh, uh, my audience regarding what is going on with Omicron. We will bring you back again regarding an update maybe a couple of weeks from now. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.